Hey, you made it. Welcome to the Mindful Fit Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Fennell, health and fitness expert, retired IFBB pro, and international cover model. In this show, we cover the mindset and habit changes so you can stop the yo-yo dieting and your sabotaging behaviors. Are you ready for this? Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Mindful Fit Life podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Fennell, and this is episode four. We are talking today about what to do when you have fallen off track of your diet. Maybe you've cheated on your meal plan, had a bad weekend. You know those moments. You know, you know, because let's be real, like it, it happens. <laughs> it happens to everybody. I have been on the cover of magazines, been featured in magazines, you know, been high up there in the fitness industry. And like, I, I am far from perfect. So I want to give you a little bit of saving grace <laughs> with this for yourself as well. But I want to give you some really helpful advice uh, on what to do when this happens and really how to pick yourself back up and move forward. Because isn't that where we all get tripped up? We feel like we have ruined everything. We feel like a failure and we feel like, what is the point? So I want to go through all of that today with you. First, before we dive into this, I just have to let you know that this episode is brought to you in part by my Mindful Fit Life community. This is a membership community that I run where I take you through six months of learning about your body, exploring how it works. We talk about hormones, detoxification, digestion, and awesome protocols and webinars for you to be able to fix your body and heal your body and and come from changing your physical body from an internal perspective. So if you're interested in more information on that, you can check it out on my website at uh, sarahfennell.com forward slash membership. All right, let's dive into today's topic. Now, let's say you fell off track. You ate something that maybe you quote unquote weren't supposed to, and it leaves you feeling a certain way. There's two aspects of this. First, there's the mindset aspect of it where, you know, you feel like you've ruined everything. You feel like a failure, like what I mentioned, and it can leave you feeling like, what is the point of moving forward? Uh, I feel I I ruined everything. Um, This has set me back. Uh, You know, you just maybe don't have that will to pick yourself back up and move forward. There's also the physical aspect of it, where when we eat something that is not in our regular nutrition plan, um, or is maybe quite a bit more dense in in calories or carbohydrates, salt, sugar, it leaves us feeling a certain way, and particularly in our gut. So I want to tackle those two components today. And first, what we're going to talk about is the physical component. So when you eat something, that is high in carbohydrates, really high in sodium, or really high in simple carbs like sugars, it attracts water. And let's be honest, when we fall off of our you know, nutrition plan, clean eating, diet, whatever you want to call it, we usually don't head for the carrots. <laughs> We're usually grabbing things that really are going to satisfy our taste buds, give us that instant boost of gratification because that's what carbs and sugar does. And it, it has a really physical change on the body. 
So carbs, sodium, sugar, it attracts water into our body. So what that does is it creates a water retention. It's going to make you weigh more. So if you have a slip up or a fall or a bad weekend, and perhaps you jump on the scale after on a Monday or whatever day it is, and you're up two to five pounds, this is where we start the the mental guilt and the mental shaming on ourselves. But I want you to know that majority, if not all of that, is probably water retention. It takes 3,500 calories in excess of what our body actually needs to function on a daily basis for you to gain one pound of fat. So if that cheat from your meal plan or whatever it was that you ate was not 3,500 calories, you most likely have not gained fat. You have just gained water. So this is the first moment where I want you to take a big deep breath and give yourself that space to realize it was not fat that went on your body. It was just water. The other thing is this feeling that it gives us. So you are most likely going to have a digestive disturbance. So if you are eating something that is deep fried or something salty that comes from a bag or something super sweet that comes from a bag or it's a baked good or you eat it at a restaurant, all those high salt, high sugar foods, they can be really disturbing to our digestive tract, especially if it comes from really refined carbohydrates and things perhaps with a lot of trans fats or preservatives or additives or, you know, the way that it's cooked, perhaps restaurant style, or perhaps it's just really super dense in calories and can leave you very bogged down. So when we get these digestive disturbances, it can usually leave us feeling perhaps bigger through the midsection with some bloating, maybe some gas. If it was really dense and you're not used to it, or you have a super sensitive digestive system, it could give you constipation. Now, all of that is a feeling. Same with this water retention that comes from these foods. It's a feeling that it gives your body. It's not necessarily that you have gained weight or you've ruined everything. You've put your body into a state that it's not used to running. You've put your body into a state that it's not used to feeling. So it's an automatic shift to something that you are not used to, something that doesn't feel good for you, something that doesn't feel light and energizing to you. So recognize what this feeling is and know that it is just because you have done something to your body, it's not a permanent thing. And you can go back to the way you were feeling the day before or whenever it was within a day or two if you take the steps that I'm going to lay out for you accordingly. So understand it's a feeling and give yourself that that space and that patience with yourself to realize, crap, (laughs) perhaps I shouldn't have done that. I don't like the way this feels. Now I need to correct it. So if you are not eating you know, huge binging sprees of 3,500 calories over what your body actually needs on a daily basis. So this means probably taking in anywhere from, you know, 5,000 plus calories in a day or in a sitting, which is very hard to do unless you are going on a massive binging spree for a whole day. So we need to change your state of mind. We need to change the way that you perceive this because perception is everything. You are perceiving this event that you just did to yourself as super negative, that you ruined everything, that you've backtracked, perhaps that you've gained five pounds, that 
all that hard work that you did was for nothing. So then you get yourself into a negative downward spiral of thinking, what's the point of moving forward? Am I right? You know I'm right. <laughs> I've been there. I get it. So let's let's talk through this. So the first thing is like what I mentioned, recognize that it's a feeling. It's a feeling that you put yourself into and that it can be reversed by, and this is going to be really obvious, not continuing to do what you did to make yourself feel this way. So with changing the body, and this is what I talk to a lot of my clients about, is really to understand what makes you feel really good. So whatever you eat, the people that you interact with, what you do on a daily basis, how you move your body, there are things that we recognize that make us feel really good. So I want you to encourage to work towards more of what makes you feel good. And then being really super aware on those things that don't make us feel good and do them less often. I I know that might sound easy now that you're hearing it come out of my voice here, but Really, on a day-to-day basis, we're not thinking about, how am I going to feel when I do this? What state do I want to be in on a daily basis? How do I want my body to feel? How do I want my mind to feel? And the more that you are conscious of moving towards that, you will naturally not want to do those things that make you feel really yucky, those things that bring down your self-confidence, those things that stop you in your track from moving forward with the action that you know that you should be doing. So always work towards that that feel-good feeling that you want. And naturally, you will stop doing those things. For myself, I know that wheat does not agree with me. And that was something that was really new to me this year. I kind of always knew that it made my body feel yucky if I ate it. But it's becoming more and more apparent the more I'm in tune with my body. It brings down my energy. It totally makes me feel different the morning after. My body feels a bit heavier in the gym. And these are only just really slight differences. But the more I have wheat in my diet, the more it compounds onto those negative feelings. So I've realized by keeping it out of my diet, you know, 99% of the time, you know, maybe there's an instance every once a month or every couple months where I, I will have something, but I know the way I'm going to want to feel. So the more I limit it from my life, the more I'm going to feel like that awesome energetic person that I want to be and be that fit person and have that motivation to be in the gym and to eat clean and do what really fuels my body. So getting yourself into more of that state. So bring yourself into more of that that higher conscious feel good state. The other change of mind that you need to have is recognizing that you did not ruin everything. Like it's okay. It happens. It happens to everybody. Now, the more often it happens, the further obviously you're going to get away from actually achieving that goal that you're working towards. So we need to nip this in the butt faster than you feeling like you've ruined everything. Then what is the point on moving forward? You don't continue on with the way that you should be eating, the way that you know that is going to get you towards your goals. So then you keep sabotaging and sabotaging and sabotaging. So once you recognize that it's a feeling, you need to get yourself back to that feel-good feeling by stopping this in its track and realizing that you did not ruin everything. Majority of what you are feeling is water retention and digestive disturbance. Is this making sense? So don't talk yourself into that downward spiral. If you continue into those sabotaging habits, into those sabotaging habits, Yes, it is going to end up being a fat accumulation. And yes, it is going to set you back. But this one moment, 
this one instance, this one weekend maybe, did not completely set you back. As long as you step into jumping right back on track and moving forward with what you want. Because when we end up in this negative pattern and we think, what is the point? We do that to, it's almost like a like a soothing. It's, it's like a self-comfort. It's, it's like that, that girlfriend saying, you know, it's okay. You know, you have that treat. It's okay. And you, you self-sabotage yourself by thinking yourself into a state of there's no point on moving forward. When in reality, you know what you want. You want that fit body. You want that healthy body. You want to feel good. So it does matter. It 100% does matter for you to pick yourself back up and keep moving forward because you'll keep yourself talking into this downward spiral and this negative talk in order to soothe yourself and make yourself feel like it's okay for not moving forward. But then when you do get that spark of inspiration again, or you do decide to come into those enlightening moments where you're ready to get back on track, you're going to think, why didn't I just keep going? Why did I stop? And, and we've been there. We have all done this. And you might be shaking your head. Yes, Sarah. Yes, I understand. It's okay. I get it. I, I have been there too. But the more I have really come in tune to my mind and to how my body feels, I just naturally pick myself back up that much faster and move forward. So don't get yourself into the negative downward spiral uh, of all that negative talk and, and, that, and that shaming and that guilt. Recognize it. It happened. Okay. What can we do now to move forward? That's really the only thing that you can do mentally. What can we do, do now to move forward? Giving yourself shame and guilt and, and thinking you're a bad person and that you ruined everything and that you don't have willpower and that you'll never be able to achieve it does nothing in the long run to keep you moving forward and get you to your goals. It actually does the complete opposite. So nip it in the butt, change that frame of mind and just keep moving forward. Now, physically, what can we do? And there are, there are a few things that I'm going to recommend for you here. So it's not just changing your mind. So maybe you've had a lot of carbs or sodium or sugar, whatever it is that you had, you're feeling this bloating, this water retention, maybe the scale has gone up and you're just like, oh, I don't like the way I feel. How do I fix this? So physically, what we want to do is we want to get the body flushing. So like I said, carbs, sodium, sugar, they love water. So they're going to make you retain water. So the only way to get your body flushing that water again is to put an excess of water into your body. So even if I know that I'm going out to eat at a restaurant or I'm going to a family gathering and perhaps I don't have control over what's going to be on my plate, I know I'm going to be taking perhaps an, an excess of carbs or sodium or whatever it is. I'm always trying to load up on water before I go into this. So obviously if you're coming into an event and you know your nutrition is going to be off track, you can prepare. But a lot of the times it, it can just be an impulse move. We do something and then we're left thinking, crap, what can I do now? So even after the fact, definitely get an excess of water into you. Now, at first, this is going to make you feel actually worse. This is going to make you feel more bloated and more full because your body is not fleshing yet. And because of these digestive disturbances and this heaviness that we're going to feel through the midsection, when we put more water into our body, you're going to feel more of that. So just be prepared for that. I usually try to take in a liter to two liters of water after the fact to get my body flushing. So you're going to feel heavier. This is just a very, very temporary state. And I'm usually trying to load up on water 
in the evening, you know, usually before eight or nine o'clock, uh, allow my body to start flushing before I go to bed. Yes, I may have to get up in the middle of the night and pee, but definitely in the morning, it's going to be flushing out more and I'm going to feel better the next day. The other thing that I want to recommend for you to do is get your body moving. So when we have these digestive disturbances or this more heaviness feeling to our body, usually the last thing we want to do is go to the gym, right? We usually feel worse. We're like, oh, I don't want to show up there. I feel like I've ruined everything. Honestly, go to the gym. Just get moving or go for a walk or go for a jog outside. Yoga is fantastic. Maybe a hot yoga class to get your body flushing more. Get that movement going. This will actually just make you feel better from a perspective of moving your body. You're not going to feel as heavy. It also eases digestion. Your digestive system loves, loves, loves movement, especially rebounding movement. So anything that is in an up and down motion, so maybe this is some jump squats, maybe this is some burpees, some jumping lunges. If you have a half BOSU ball, jumping on and off of it. If you have a trampoline, uh, the digestive system loves that type of movement if you can get that. If not, just general movement is, is fantastic as well. The third thing that I recommend for you to do is to take a warm Epsom salt bath, but have that bath with some baking soda as well. So when I'm looking to really flush my body, I want usually a little bit of excess of these ingredients. So I will run myself a nice, really, really warm bath. I will put four cups of Epsom salt and I will put one cup of baking soda. So what this combination does is it gets your lymphatic system moving. Your lymphatic system is... It's your secondary circular, circulatory system. It moves fluid all through the body. It takes nutrients to your cells. It takes waste away from your cells. And it's really this internal flushing. It's also linked to our uh, immune system as well. And when our body can retain water, our lymphatic system can become very stagnant. So getting that moving. The Epsom salt as well will help your body flush and bring out some of that water that is subcutaneous, that water that is just underneath of your skin. Perhaps it's made you look bigger. It's made you look puffier. Uh, you know, we kind of all have those moments where we look at our bodies. We're like, oh, I don't look as defined as I was. Usually it can be water retention and that's a water retention that's right underneath of your skin and Epsom salt can help take that out and alleviate that um, pretty much almost instantly for you. So with these three things, you know, drinking more water, moving your body, having that Epsom salt bath, it's going to take about a day, maybe two for you to feel back on track if you nip this in the butt right away. Digestive disturbances can take those couple days as well. So just commit to yourself to follow along with your path. You know, you sat out on this journey for an intention. You have a vision in your mind of how you want to feel, how you want to look, who that person you're striving to be. And I just encourage you to continue on that path. Continue, continue. That's all that I can say. Because if we end up in this negative mindset, it does not do anything for your higher good. It does nothing. It beats down your self-confidence and every time you have to quote unquote start over, we question, is this going to work? We question all that negative mindset that we've been in and those patterns of behavior. So it brings down our self-confidence to even keep moving. So the faster that you can jump back on track from slip-ups, the more self-confidence you're going to give yourself and you're actually going to realize that it wasn't that big of a deal. Now, if this is happening every three or four days, 
then you're not going to move forward with your goals. But if this is something that happens every couple weeks, you know, with, with on your plan or your program or whatever it is that you're following, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> you know, it's, it can be a minor setback because you're giving yourself obviously digestive disturbances and inflammation. Perhaps you're putting foods into your body that are not, uh, you know, fueling your cells properly, causing that inflammation. And if you are having those excessive calories, on those days, it is not putting you in that deficit for the fat loss. So for your overall long-term goal, yes, it is a little bit of a setback. But in this moment in time, it is not the end of the world and it is not going to totally ruin everything as long as you pick yourself back up, realize what happened, and keep moving forward. The other thing with uh, falling off track, and I think this is really beautiful to end this session with, is to realize your triggers. Now, what made you fall off track? What made you cheat on your nutrition or, or fall away from your meal plan? And when we can recognize these triggers, it allows us to be more mindful and open as to why we're doing it. And if this is something that is continuous in your life and something that is happening more often than what you, than what you would like, there's obviously something triggering it. So a big thing is stress and emotion. So if you have a super busy schedule or you are stressed or going through something emotional and, you know, this can be multiple things, whether it's your career, whether it's your children, whether it's your intimate relationships, perhaps it's financial issues, family, uh, maybe it's just an overloaded schedule where you don't have any time to yourself. All of these are triggers for our body to feel fatigued in some sort of way, whether it's an emotional fatigue, whether it's a physical fatigue, either way, our brain will feel that fatigue. And when our brain feels fatigue, this is where we want to crave comfort. And usually we're going to crave sugar because sugar is an instant jolt of energy to the brain. It uh, releases feel-good endorphins into our body. And sure, during that time being, during that feeding that you're giving yourself, we feel good. But it's the aftermath and everything that I just went through talking about. So if you can recognize why this happens, you're going to be able to stop it sooner um, and, and be able to pick back up and, and not allow these instances to happen more and more often. Now, if it is a, a stress component or something that's in your life and, and you're aware, you need to learn how to either eliminate it or limit it from your life or, you know, recognize when it's coming on and do something as a stress management that is not linked to food or that instant gratification. So maybe that is clearing your mind by sitting down to read or going to yoga or for a walk or learning how to work through those emotions or those feelings that are coming up. If it's something that just happened sporadically, someone invited you out somewhere for a night or for a lunch or for a dinner and, you know, you fell off track on a restaurant meal and it was just that one occasion, give yourself that grace to realize that um, and perhaps make better choices moving forward. Do the corrective things that I said. Um, you know, this all just really comes down to being mindful, being open to your mistakes, being open to your flaws, being open to this journey that you were on because this is a journey. If you want a fit body and you want a fit body for life, this really takes coming inside. Really get to know who you are. What makes you tick? What makes you feel good? What makes you not feel good? What triggers you to fall out of those feel good 
uh, regimens and those feel-good habits and correcting them more often. I have been on my fitness journey now for eight or nine years and you know, I used to binge like crazy. I used to have so many bad sabotaging habits, but it's really just taken a mindful approach to my fitness coming inside and really getting to know who I am. It's not a new eating plan that I need or a new training style or a new coach. It's learning who I am and learning and recognizing my faults and being okay with my faults and giving myself that patience and that forgiveness to be able to move forward. Because I'm not perfect. I am far from perfect. And you're not perfect either. And you do not have to be. But the more that you recognize where you falter, recognize what makes you feel good, recognize that vision and that person that you ultimately want to be, and realize what is that mindset of that person who I'm striving to be? What are those habits that that person has in their life? How do they live their life on a daily basis? How do they feel? How do they make choices and decisions and correct themselves? And the more that you move into that person and into that mindset and into those decisions that that person would make, that is how you are successful long-term with your fitness goals. So I hope this has served you. I hope this has helped you. And I hope this has given you a little bit of saving grace for those little slip-ups that we have, those, those mistakes, those, those faltering moments, and learning how to work past them. Until next time.